Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive's author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby, and your host, DJ Payne. G'day and welcome to episode 101, 101. Can you believe it? Thrive Deeper. 101. We're uh, going through the book of Revelation. In fact, in this episode, we're going to be finishing off the book as much as you can finish off the book of Revelation. We're going through chapters 21 and 22. Got a couple of questions that have come in from you, and we're going to do a bit of a wrap up of the live episode that we did two weeks ago. So are you ready? Matthew and I are raring to go as we wrap up this book of Revelation. So stay tuned, get your Bibles out, get your pens, your papers, and your copy of the Thrive Daily Reading Guide as we wrap up this amazing book of promises, all that and much, much more on the way for this Thrive Deeper, episode 101. Matthew, we are here, and from our experience of doing it live on the video, I'm trying doing it live again. Good. On the thing. Yeah, that's now, good. That's now, very how's... authentic. <laughs> it's like a radio show, and then I don't have as much work afterwards with editing. Yep. Now, am I too too loud for you in your headphones? Uh, you're all right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm turning. I'll turn you down a little bit there. <laughs> the uh, now last uh, the last episode was episode 100, our live episode. Mm. Uh, you know, live video out on the on the YouTube's there, and on our brand new refreshed Thrive Today website, and people can still access that the yeah, video yeah, yeah. of that. Almost at 200 views at the moment. Because why just listen to us when you can actually see us? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I have to say, I'm amazed that it's almost got 200 views. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's out there as a normal episode, as per usual, and you can, uh, you know, you can listen to it as per usual as you listen to our podcast. But uh, I, I'm amazed that people learn. It reminded me that people learn in different ways. Yeah. And so a lot of visual learners, like, for example, my darling mum, mm. who really struggles to get through the podcast, even though it's her son and she oh, loves right. the thing, she's like, oh, the video was so much better. I could, you know, oh, really? follow what you were talking about. And a few people say exactly the same thing. Watching us talk and interact with each other made it way more manageable for them to understand what we were saying. Ah. So All right. be, stay tuned. We might get some more video happening All in right. the future because yeah. Matthew loves – Loves being in front of the camera. It means that I can't turn up in my pyjamas, though. <laughs> like you've ever turned up in your pyjamas. Hey, uh, so this is it. We're, we're at the end of uh, the book of Revelation. Uh, we've taken our time going through it. I, I, I mean, I feel like we could spend a whole another oh. 100 episodes here. But how, I mean, how good is it to go through this book again? Yeah. I, I, have, I have gotten so much out of this mm latest study through this book and I've, I've gone into quite a bit of depth and yeah. I've just come away with so much from this. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing because I've read this book oh. dozens of times exactly. before, yeah. but again, it's so fresh. I, I, th I think, and even going through it, I hate saying this because I think every generation might say yeah. the same thing. Every, yeah. every person in every year might yeah. say the same thing, but it's so fresh for what we're going through at the moment oh, in yeah, the world. Yeah. You, know, you know the big thing that I... I think I've learnt this time that really the penny dropped on in, on this read through is this sense of there being this 
kind of spiritual realm. And, and on the Thrive Perspectives podcast, yes. we're, we're talking about that and we're actually doing, well, at least two episodes <laughs> on least, that. <laughs> as the more yeah. I study it for that, Thrive Perspectives, yeah. at least two. That's right. And it's a fascinating study. But what I've understood is that all, all of this spiritual realm, including the demonic elements of that spiritual realm, yeah. are all completely in subjection to God. Yeah. That's in, in the book of Revelation. You see God directing yeah. things from this heavenly throne room completely. And of course, that connects. It, it, the penny drops because it connects with, you know, uh, uh, an evil spirit from the Lord went and tormented King Saul. And yes. then and then the, the, the sort of heavenly council in Job chapter one and, and God having to give permission before Satan can do anything. And, yeah. and you know, it, this sense of God's sovereignty in the book of Revelation has really struck me this time. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen you really, um, you know, in awe of that. And it's funny that you mention, we're, we're right in the sweet spot here because we're wrapping up this book of Revelation, which is the end of the Bible, the last book written in, in, yeah. our, in, our, in yeah. our Bible. We're about to start a brand new edition of Thrive, and I'll tell everybody about that a little bit later on. Mm. We're going b- back to what I consider the real beginning of yeah. the Bible, like one of the earliest yeah. books written, yeah. the book of Job. Yeah. And the book of Job starts off in that heavenly I realm. Know, it's an amazing connection, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's yeah. A real, it's a real, and then, it's then a good segue. While we're Revelation. doing that, we're doing this Thrive Perspectives over yeah. here about the spiritual realm. I'm like, this is all connected. <laughs> this is all connected. And as much as I'd like to say, hey, Matthew and I sweated over planning it all out, yeah. it sort of just happened. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh dear! So we're get, we're getting into the into, into the uh, book of Revelation, and for me, for me personally, I think that has been a big thing as well: understanding God's sovereignty, but also, you know, the 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 thing for me that that has, that I've walked away with is 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 an aspect to what you're talking about, Matt. It's something that I think you know that you would agree with as well. I just can't get this image of the slain lamb that is king mm. out of my mind. Yeah. That is like. If I was ever to get a tattoo, yeah, you know, I've got no tattoos on me, whatever. But if I ever wanted to, if I ever get to the stage of life where I'm like, yeah, that's time for a tat, that's what I think I would get. Uh, the mm. slain lamb that is king yeah. and living and is worthy to open yeah. the scrolls. I don't know how you get a tattoo of that, especially with the seven eyes and the, <laughs> and the yeah. horns and everything. But I just, uh, the fact that it's really sunken into me, like really impressed into me this read through, that this is the one that I serve. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a great image. Not yeah. that is not you getting a tattoo. <laughs> the, the, the um, you know, the the, the king, the yeah. lamb king. It's oh, beautiful image. It, it, it's I just can't stop thinking about yeah. it, which is which is really sort of affected the way that I even look at the things around me today. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, a sort of symmetry between the first two chapters of the Bible and the last two chapters that we're going to look at in this yeah. session. You know, in the first two chapters, you get this sense of uh, heaven and earth being really united, one and the same. Yes. And uh, and and this quite condensed symbolic picture of that in yeah. in um, Genesis chapters one and one and two. And then right at the end of the Bible, you get a lot of that image brought back. Totally. And, and the interesting thing is because from the rebellion of mankind in um, Genesis chapter 3, you get this language of separation yes. from that point onwards. Yes. So it's like heaven is up there and yep. we're down here yep. and people call out to God up in heaven up there. And there's this sense that the earth is, is a realm somehow separated 
from heaven. Yeah. And of course, that's the case because it's a realm, as it were, in rebellion mm. uh, on the whole. And, you know, Satan, uh, Jesus refers to Satan as the prince of this world and so forth. And so, like, this world system is set over and against the heavenly system and it's characterized in the book of revelation as babylon you know this yep. world system and and so it's just interesting you know you get this separation you know jesus ascends into heaven yeah. uh from earth to heaven you know he came uh, you know philippians chapter 2 you know that he came from heaven and came down as it were to earth and of course yep. the bible uses spatial language but we're we're dealing with something here that's probably more dimensional yes. um uh, than spatial um and, and so you get this separation and then in these last two chapters you get the closing of this separation yeah. again. Yeah. And so the two become one. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's the interesting thing because um, I think a lot of people feel that uh, get <clears throat> stuck on the when we die we go to heaven, which is the case. So, you know, when we die individually we go to heaven. But that's not the final state. Yeah. Uh, there is still one, there we await the final great act of God, which is the ushering in of, of the new heavenly earth, as it were. And this is what we read about in this final two chapters is the final mm. state yeah. of those, well, of everything. Yeah, the that's final, right. The final state of those who reject God yeah. and the final state of those who, who who walk with God. Yeah, that's right. So the rebellion, the chaos is finally put to, yeah. you know, the chaos that is introduced yeah. right at the beginning has been solved and and we we enter into the into what some would call the final state or the heaven whatever it is yeah. you know that well we that's call. that's interesting you mentioning the chaos because yeah. you get the you get in the beginning the watery chaos yes. and god divides the waters and you know it's that that ancient association with the oceans as the realm of Tiamat, you know the it's the of the of the god of the underworld yes. and evil and chaos and so forth and then revelation 21 opens with the words then i saw a new heavens and a new earth for the first heaven and heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea yeah yeah i mean the symmetry of that with the symbolism of the sea you know and it's not you know there's there's it, there's, it's not that there's literally going to be no ocean, as it were, but you know the symbolism here connects back yeah. into what the sea symbolised. Oh, there's a, there's so yeah. much symbology here, uh, you know, and that's the other thing. As we as we finish off the book of Revelation, I, I just see, and I think it's because we've been doing these podcasts now for you know th you know three or more years, doing different you know versions yeah. of these teaching, is I've seen so much Old Testament prophecy fulfilment. Yeah. The words of Jesus being fulfilled, you yeah. know, all the. It, I mean, this I didn't. I've always realized that there was a capstone on the Bible here with yeah. the Book of Revelation. But my goodness, yeah. I mean, John has done. You know, John, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, has done such an amazing job of tying up all of these loose ends in well, the in the Bible. It's amazing. Well, it's it's more than amazing. I mean, literally is in. Uh, I, it's literally inspired. I mean, yeah. I, I th th this is. I mean, I guess the other thing that struck me about reading Revelation is is the um, intricate and, and complex way in which it does tie up everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost sense you, you could hard you, you you could hardly have made you could yeah. hardly have made this stuff up. Yes. The the way that it works and the and the levels and it, it's um it's either an unparalleled work of human genius, but I would suggest 
it's literally inspired and it is actually Be- is tying everything up. Because even a human genius, no no offence here, even a human genius, genius, or get a team of the best writers from Hollywood. No offence to all the human geniuses yes, out no there. One, who cares about the human geniuses? Uh, but get the best writers out of all of all, all, all yeah. of you know living humans today, writers, everything like this from different areas, put them in a room together to come up with the most amazing story of redemption everything. No one's going to come up with yeah. this idea. Yeah, that's right. No one's going to come up with these characters and no yeah. one's going to be able to tie up all these themes through this. Yeah. So here we go. So we've, as we finished uh, the last two chapters, 18 and 19, we saw the basically, you know, the, the, the end of the rebellion, the end of, uh, you know, Satan being, you know, uh, you know, taken care of, mm. uh, you know, the, the Antichrist, the beast, all of them, um, you know, and now in chapter 20, we have, you know, the fulfillment mm. of all of, all of these, yeah. all of these places here so what do you want to uh do you want to do well, the honors here uh, 21 so we're, we're oh sorry 20, we're, yeah. we're starting in 21 so the new heavens and the new earth that we're that's uh already been spoken of back in uh, isaiah spoke in um isaiah 65 verse 17 it says see i will create a new heavens and a new earth the former things will not be remembered nor will they come to mind so yeah. there's that it's it's tying into that um, that promise of a new heaven and new earth. Now, interesting question around this: uh, for the first heaven and the f- first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. It's interesting to think about what uh, what continues, and like um, what is carried across, and what is gotten rid of here. Okay, it's just an interesting, interesting question. I don't know how you've thought uh, about this, because one of the, and, and I think. Um, I, I don't believe this is describing the kind of um, annihilation of the space-time universe as such, yep. but it's a kind of purging and renewal. Um, Peter talks about, you know, that the elements melting in the heat and everything being burnt up, and now and, that, and that and that. <coughs> so if you were so that that reference there from yeah, Peter yeah. about the end end of time yeah. and the, the elements, you know, being yeah. you know, the annihilation yeah. basically. Yeah. Does he would that slot in here between the end of chapter twenty and the beginning of verse twenty one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, but but so some people have thought that that would be a complete burning up the you know the opposite of a big bang, right? The, yeah. You know, like I'm completely yeah. annihilating yeah. the entire universe and yeah. starting over. Uh, yes, so I'm just looking uh, for this reference yep. here. In um, since everything, uh, this is Second uh, Peter three. Yes. Um, from verse 10 but the day of the lord will come like a thief the heavens will disappear with the roar the elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and and everything and it will be laid bare mm-hmm. uh, so that's it, it looks like um what this is talking about i mean the heavens will because it, remember it's talking about heavens and earth and the heavens it, like you're not getting rid of the heavens in terms of the spiritual realm there yes. altogether but there is a, a purging, and so the idea, the parallel idea there is of the earth being laid bare. Okay. So I think this looks like a, a kind of a purging. Like a reset? Yeah, like a reset. Okay. It's, it's the ultimate reset. Yep. And then it says, since everything in this way will be destroyed, and um, uh, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat, but in keeping with his promise. Uh, you know, what is this? Is this like a solar flare or, or like what? Or, or is this just a direct, yeah. you know, is this directly, you know, God, it's like the fire from heaven yeah. kind of principle burning up the the sacrifice. It, it, I mean, 
is this just symbolism? Could be just symbolism. Well, part part of me thinks. Something. I mean, like me being the. Um, <clears throat> I mean, understanding that there's a lot of symbolism in here, but I will always err. And this is just DJ Payne here. Yeah. This is just my way of yeah. reading it. I'll always learn if I can to be as literal as I can. Yeah. Part of me, like when I and me going through this, thinking about literal as I read nineteen and twenty that we covered on the last episode, yeah. I think, my goodness, this this earth is ruined. It's blood stained, soaked in sin. Yeah. 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 That's it, right. It's yeah. destroyed, and I go, who wants to, you know? It's almost like yeah, you need to sort of burn it all again. Yeah reform it again yeah. type of thing and start again. So I think, it, it, me personally, in a practical way, after the tribulation, God's sort of going, I yeah. need to cleanse yeah. this. Because it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty wrecked. I mean, yes. you know, and, and I think, you know, already, you know, the atmosphere is in, is in a bad way and all, all the different, you know, I mean, we've stuffed up a lot of things yes. uh, about the world. And, um, and so I think this looks like a complete purging, at the very least. At the very least. A complete purging. Yeah. And so... The, the new heaven and the new earth, it's interesting, a new heaven and a new earth. Um, so so the, 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 those aspects are still distinguished. It's a bit like body-soul. Yes. Um, where the ideal state is that those are kind of a conditional unity, uh, what theologians refer to. So it's like a almost like a compound metal. It's not like a ghost in the machine. Yes. So, so we, we they are distinguishable but they're meant to be inseparable which is why part of the final great act is the resurrection yes okay of the dead so so we live in uh physical but um significantly spiritual not in the non-corporeal sense yep. but uh, spiritual bodies like jesus uh, and we've talked a little bit about that before yeah um so uh and it's the same with the and, and so there is this unity in in us, you know, that, that this unity of body and spirit. But in the same way, there is this unity here of heaven and earth uh, again. So a new heavens and a new earth, distinguishable but coming together, one and the same. And that's what you see in the rest of the rest of the chapter. Mm. So, so the 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 new is really it's a completely new. Well, it's everything really. It's it's a it's a renewed earth in in terms of everything is corrected and it's brought back to that beautifully fine tuned mechanism yeah. that we see in the beginning. But it's also a new system, and this is the uh, the thing that is emphasised here: the old order of things yes uh, had is, is passed away. And that's what it I says, mentioned. Yeah, in, that's what I mentioned before. Like there really is that sense of the chaos that mm. has been yeah. wanting to inject itself into the universe from day one, this is finally God saying, yeah. no, order, my yeah. order, my perfect order That's is right. going to be over here. But and it's interesting that it puts it that way too. Yeah. And I think the it says in verse 4, for the old order of things has passed away. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's, that's a good way of, of defining what's new and what's old. So he's talking about an old order. Yes. And remember Genesis 1, getting a lot of it was about God's order, order. Exactly. of things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So in a sense, the old order, the old order mm. turned to disorder. Yeah, in a sense, yeah. it was like the wrong kind, ordered in the wrong way. Yeah, uh, a kind of disordering. You know, the idea of chaos. Yeah. So that old order has passed away to bring in this new, perfect yeah. order of God. Uh, and, and again, unless we unless we get just distracted in in facts and numbers and details and everything like that, which is not you know what we want to do here. I love the fact that it, in verse three, from heaven itself. Yep. A loud shout from the throne itself saying, look, and I'm reading from the NLT here, look, God's home is now among his people. 
Yeah. That's it, number one. What's the first priority of God? Yeah. Relationship. Yeah. Like he doesn't say, look, I'm, yeah. you know, restore. Like he doesn't get yeah. into some sort of big meta thing. He says, look, I'm making my home now with my people. Yeah. And this is interesting. The, the, the repetition of that phrase throughout mm-hmm. the scriptures, wherever the future is talked about, God's priority is to, and I will be there, I will be with them yes. and be their God. This yeah. is the ultimate goal here. And yeah. so, so what, we, what we see, that's an extension of this idea. And this is the interesting thing, that rather in the final state, us going somewhere else, you know, there's this, this idea that, and certainly in this order of things, yes. there is a sense in which heaven is somewhere else yes, because of the separation. Yeah. But God's goal is to bring the two back together. And so the final state isn't you know, going to some other place, yeah. uh, us going spiritually floating in some clouds in some distant heaven. The final state, actually what we see here, mm. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven yeah. to earth. Yeah. So... It's in the final state. It's not us going to heaven. It's heaven coming to earth. And that, and that's and that's the reason. I, I, and again, I've heard different people. You know, the opening line there, the opening sentence of <clears throat> chapter twenty-one. You know, a new earth for the old earth had disappeared. Yeah. You know, so a, a lot of people have. You know, and again, tying that in with First Peter, a lot of people have said, like again, like that opposite of the Big Bang. Everything is wiped out, starting again. But part of me goes, as I've gotten older yeah. and reading through the prophecies and reading, you know, through the thing, I understand using the language they knew, and I and I wish I knew the, you know, the ancient languages enough. But there's part of me that goes, no, I want God to reform this earth, mm. to like, you know, to yeah. take those elements and make it new because there's something perfect about bringing it back down here yeah. and doing what He wanted again. Yeah, that's right. With, with yeah, what because, He had, that's right. Because in the beginning, I mean. It wasn't a mistake. God didn't yes. make a mistake in the yes. beginning by created, yes. creating the world and, and he saw that it was very good yeah. and we messed it up mm. and through Christ all things are made new. Okay, mm. so um, that God did that intentionally for a very good reason. That was God's will. And so what we see in the end here in the last two chapters of the Bible, as I said, is a restoration of what is in the first two chapters of the Bible, probably in some sense in a higher order yeah. because there was a, there was a kind of conditional nature of like it could go wrong, but there is a sense, you get this sense that what is now here in the last two chapters, this final state is actually an eternal state. There's yes. no suggestion here that this could go wrong yes. again yeah. uh, in, in, in some sense. So, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the, this, the, the picture of the holy city, the new Jerusalem, in a sense, this is a an image of heaven, but also it's a kind of symbol of the inhabitants of heaven as well. Yeah. Like a city when we talk about, you know, uh, I don't know, like a, a band comes to Melbourne and the lead singer says, hey, Melbourne, how are you going? Yeah. No, well, he's not talking to the about the buildings and, yes. the, gra- and the soil. Talking he's talking to the people. To the people. Yeah. So, uh, so the new Jerusalem is really a symbol of the kind of heavenly family and that is coming to be on earth. And, and the idea here is that God dwells with his people in the world and creates a completely new and perfect order of things. And this counters, I think, a, a, a misconstrual of the idea of the final state that comes through from Greek philosophy, particularly from through Plato, who, who saw matter as 
a kind of second-rate reality. Yes. If it's matter, then it's it's imperfect yeah. inherently, and so the ultimate state has to be a a non-physical state. Yeah, and 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 a lot in a lot of people's minds, uh, heaven, the eternal state, looks like a non-physical state because of that kind of Platonic influence. But clearly, what the Bible teaches here is that restoration of even the physicality, exactly our physicality and yep. the physical world. Yeah, and we get the, the great promises. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and yep. we no more death and sorrow, crying yep. or pain. And we read those things and, and we go, oh, isn't that beautiful? But we've got to remember, this is on the backdrop of what John has just witnessed. All he has witnessed for the last seven yeah. years yep. is crying, sorrow, pain, yeah, that's torture, right. like the worst possible things. And so in the light of that, we got to remember John is going, okay, there's going to be no more of what you've just yeah. seen. You've gone through the yeah. worst of it. Yeah, um, It's interesting then down um, in verse 7, Yeah, uh, if you're happy for, for me to yeah. move down a little yeah. bit, it says those who are victorious will inherit all of this. It's like who gets to be a part of this is yeah. one of the questions here. Those who are victorious will inherit this and I will be their God and they will be my children. But And then it gives a list of uh, of those who don't and it's – but the cowardly set off against the victorious. Yes. The cow the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. Yes. So um you know, wh- why this why this list? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, hang on a minute. Aren't we saved by faith? Yeah. So why but this seems to look like oh, but it's those who are victorious. Yes, and and I think there's a problem here with this almost this idea that oh no, it's just faith. Yes. No, no. Well, there's no just when you think about what faith is. Faith is us entrusting our lives to God, giving yep. our lives to God. Yeah. And this list here refers, and this is the interesting thing about um, this list, basically refers to all of the different vices that are characteristic of the world system as it's described in the body of the book of Revelation. Yes. So that's why this actual list evokes a whole lot of things that are characterized uh, of, you know, this world system. So, um, you know, the cowardly, that's those who, uh, you know, give in, receive the mark, yeah. uh, who give up their faith because it's just too hard, you know, give in to the world system. Uh, unbelief. Uh, describes the basic system, you know, the, the basic sin that led the nations to reject God's overtures and yeah. bring the, you know, talks oh. about, the, you know, we, we talked about those they refused to repent, but they cursed God. And, yes. you know, um, and the, and the uh, same for all yeah, of like, those you points. Know, all of those points. It yeah. talks about the vile or the abominable. I mean, it talks about the, the abominations of the great prostitute yes. in, the, in, the, in Revelation. And it uh, definitely has sexual illusions. It has murder, the witchcraft you murder yes. the, the You know, the murder of the martyrs. Yes. The sexual immor- immorality here was connected with the cultic. Yes. Uh, the, the kind of engagement with these cults. Which, Sorcery and magic is yep. the beast yep. and his cult there and idolatry, same thing. And then the liars. Remember all of the false teachers yep. described in those early chapters? So, so uh, could it be – now, again, we're going back to you know uh, yep. the common theme of the discussion of, Book of Revelation for us. Taking a very literal sense of that and in, if we lay it out in a timeline – 
could that victorious be those who have gotten through the tribulation time in mm. a literal seven years yeah. and got through all of that without yeah. doing any of those things yeah. and come through the other time? Yeah, that's you, right. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, yes, yes, it could. But but I think it has a general... I agree, uh, I agree. I think it has... I think it can be both. Yeah. I, I think, think it can, can be, be both, both those things. Because yeah. it's hearkening back to Jesus' words to the churches where he gives the promises yeah. of to those who overcome. Yeah. You know, to those who overcome. To the, it's got that same sort of language. Yeah. To those who the overcomers are exactly. victorious. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it continually says that. Yeah. To yeah. those who overcome exactly. So yeah. I think it's got I think it's got a two a twofold here. Now, this is exciting. This is a really exciting bit. And John must have, you know. John literally died and went to heaven at this point, mm. I think. Not actually died. Well, he, but well, he went to heaven, but he, he went didn't to heaven, die. Yeah. He didn't die. Yeah. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls. So one of these same angels come, angels come back yeah. who's been with John yeah. and he says, look, come with me. I've got to show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And that's where we see the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God onto onto the earth there. And he yeah. describes it in great detail, you know, with, uh, you know, honouring the 12 apostles, honouring the, um, you know, uh, the, uh, the the tribes of Israel, yeah. bringing it all together, basically all the Old and the New Testament, everything, yeah. all, you know, coming. Yeah, coming. And, and it underscores all of that, you know, it had 12 gates and... and you know, has the names of the uh, on the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, and and you know it's got a high wall, and you think why does it need a wall? It's in the you know it's, yeah. but the thing is this is all this is symbolism. Yes, it's, it's describing the this new heavenly earth in terms of a beautiful city, yeah. and you know uh, the wall of the city it says had twelve foundations, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles. So, yeah. you know the idea the twelfth one obviously being the apostle Paul. Because it, no, I don't, well, <laughs> I don't. Well, we I, talked about that. Yeah, we no. answered a question on that, didn't we? Uh, I don't, we, don't, so, we don't actually. Yeah. Know. So it's it's more. Um, it's you know they in this sense stand for the church. You yeah. know, it doesn't really yeah. matter uh, who they are. So so this is, um, you know, it's like. Paul talks about the church being built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Yes. This is what you've got here, yeah, because yeah. this is actually describing the 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 redeemed community. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's it's the city in the terms that I just yes. that I described before. So it's the family of God. So do you ever? And this is the beautiful thing from those from 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 and, and this is a, some great comments came in from the live video, you know, out from our last episode where we really did sort of you know play out the two you know, sides of the spectrum as yeah. in looking at everything through a symbolic lens yeah. and saying this is all, you know, symbology and everything like that. And then looking at, you know, the extreme of the other end is everything is literal in here. Mm. It's timed, it's dated, it's measured, it's all literal. And I think some, personally, if we could be honest now and sort of take off the mm. mask a little bit, the, I think the truth is somewhere in between, you know, in between the two. For me personally. Yeah. Um, but I do actually believe that, you know, there will be a city coming out. Oh, of right. A, okay. A, <laughs> so, look, I mean, to, to me, this is telling us very clearly that that it's symbolism because it's drawing on prophetic symbolism from you know from the past. But and but, but either either way, either way, yeah. this is my point here. When you and I, yeah, and everybody else who's listening, I pray and hope that we are here at this point. <laughs> whether it's a symbology. Yeah. You know, like whether you know, and again, I'm gonna for the for, yeah. for the sake of argument, whether you're right or I'm right in in, in you know yeah. the way that we argue about this. Either one, we're both gonna be looking at each other and go, "How good is this?" Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, what, one of I mean, one of the interesting features of the city here is that it says it's a, a giant cube. Basically, well it, well, it doesn't say it's does it say it's a cube? 
It uh, says the foundation is square and its length is the same as its height. Now, it doesn't yeah. say that the square goes all the way up. When it says it's got walls, uh, could it be a dome? Could it be a pyramid? As, as wide and high as it is long. That's a cube. Well, no, okay. And, but, it, and, um, but imagine a pyramid that was the same height. And again, I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate here. What, do you think it's a pyramid? No, no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen it represented as a dome. Like with a dome top, I've seen it represented as a pyramid. I've seen it as a cube yeah. as well. Yeah, but the, the importance of this is that it's characterised as a cube. Uh, here because the Holy of Holies in the temple was a cube. Okay, 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 okay. And, and that, that, that's the... Okay, that's I like the, that. That is the... Oh, I'm writing um, that down. Yeah. <laughs> I like that so much I'm writing it down. See, that's, that's what comes through in all of the, all of the commentary on, yes. on this. A Jewish reader would have, would have read that clearly. Oh, so... Because, again, think about... So the, the New Jerusalem is like the people. It's like... Because yes. it's described as a bride and it's, yes. it's also the people. Now, um, remember, it's the people of God are also the temple of God. Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. So when it describes the city, which is, in a sense, the people of God, it describes it as a cube that is 200... And, basically 2,200 kilometres. Well, it says here 1,000 12, stadia. And, of course... Yeah. The twelve it represents the people yep. of God again. Of course, okay, it's yes. a symbolic. Uh, so, so it's not about necessarily how big it is. I mean, it's enormous. But the point of the thousand, okay, yep. it's like the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Yep. The point of the thousand is that it's it's massive. It kind of covers everything. Yeah. And and so what it's so the new heavenly earth, as it were, slash the family of God's people are. Described as the holy of holies, I love they it. are the dwelling place of God. I the love immediate, it. unmediated, undiluted presence of God is is there, and, and so that connects back to God saying, "I will dwell with them." Yeah. Uh, so the the actual um, uh, the actual language, and in twenty two it talks about um, no up in actually. In verse three, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and the yeah. word there is Shekinah, and and so it's it's God's kind of it's God's glory, like that which yeah, the filled the presence. temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is actually um, dwelling in their midst. So that you connect that with the fact that when He measures it, He measures it as, as this this cube. cube. Yeah. Any Jewish readers say, oh, that's what the holy of holies. You mean yeah. the whole of creation is actually going to be the holy of holies? I love it. And the answer is yes. <laughs> How are you with that, Mr. I, I, literal? No, yeah, no, I'm again for someone who's so literal like me, I'm I'm I actually really like that. I really, really like that. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm <laughs> we I'm glad you approve. We finally met in the middle here at the end of, towards the end of the book of Revelation. Okay, this is great. Let's take a little break right now. As, as, we, as we just witness this new Jerusalem coming down to earth, let's take a quick break. We'll be back to wrap, wrap everything up with the book of Revelation here on Thrive Perspectives. Well, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. I want to uh, let you know that uh, we've got an all-new website, Thrive Today 
thrive.tv thrivetoday.tv it has been totally refreshed we're still working on some of the finer bits and pieces around it but it's a great resource and we're building out the resources as we go we've got so many great plans for thrivetoday.tv and it's great that you can see the first examples of it here as you uh, as you witness the uh, you know the new uh, the new uh, design the easier layout there everything is right there to be able to see you can listen to all of our episodes and uh, we've got a lot of great plans as you can see now I want to encourage you we've got a brand new edition of thrive the daily reading guide out for August, September, and October 2020. It's a, uh, I don't know what color I'd describe this, a, a, a sort of a light mint green or something, gone from the hot pink to the light green. And I cannot wait because we're going from Job to Ecclesiastes in this next quarter. So you want to get your hands on an edition of that. You can do that right from the website. You can order it there. So while you're also there at thrivetoday.tv, you can contact us, let us know your questions. You can email us and you can also, this is really exciting, partner with us, become a ministry partner with us and financially back what we're doing here. Everything that we do costs money. That's just the way that it is, whether it's uh, storage online for distributing the internet, uh, our podcast over the internet, that costs money, uh, you know, editing, uh, building the websites, all this type of stuff, putting out the, uh, the books that we do, everything that we do costs a little bit of money. And we love the fact that so many of you want to join with us and help us in this ministry. And you can do that over on thrivetoday.tv. You'll see a donation button right at the top and you can become a monthly partner with us there. It's really simple to do. I'm so excited to see the future of this. We've got some great plans for uh, the future of this website and what we do with Thrive. So get across it and be part of it there. All right, let's go back to the uh, to the main man here, Matt, and into uh, back into the book of Revelation as we wrap them things up here on Thrive Deeper. All right, Matt, we're back. Thrive Deeper, episode 101. This final part of the book of Revelation. Can't believe we've, we've timed mm. it to this last half is this last chapter of yeah. the Bible. Revelation 22. Um, now, we ha- obviously haven't covered everything in Revelation 21, but I think they're the main uh, the main things. I just, I just wanted to say one more thing. When I was at Bible college, uh, a friend of mine... Um, who was uh, in a former life, uh, did architectural studies. Okay. So he started drawing up, you know, plans. And what he worked out, this is the funny, this is how literal okay. my background is. You're going to scoff at this one. But he worked out I would that, never scoff. Yeah. <laughs> Not much anyway. This is to show you the different type of Bible colleges that <laughs> you and I went to. This would never never happen amongst the reform gang there. But um, he worked out that if a city that size, if a cube yeah. that size were dropped onto the earth... Yeah. To our current size Earth, yeah. it would actually rock. Like if you didn't dig out the foundations, the curvature oh, of the yeah. Earth, it is such a big cube that it, it would rock on the Earth. It wouldn't sit flat, right? Yeah. So he worked out. So then he went, hmm, how big does a planet have to be so this cube could actually sit on it flat yeah. and not rock? And he worked out it has to be the size of Jupiter. Right. The, so, the, so he is in his thesis. You wrote a thesis on this? Well, a a chart. (laughs) He worked out that the new Earth was the size of Jupiter so that the new Jerusalem could sit on it. That's Uh, the difference of where... (laughs) 
Anyway, mate, moving right along. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for telling me all that. <laughs> The disrespect I get here is just you know is, is a class now, but it's it's it, look like I said. Either way, it's a beautiful picture, uh, and the fact that to wrap up your thought there that I love about the cube being the holy of holies. There's no temple in the city for the Lord God Almighty yeah, and the Lamb right. are its temple. The city had no need of sun or moon for the God, the glory of God illuminates the sky. The Lamb is the light. Yeah. Now here's a question. This is a question that's come in. Yeah. From people reading this, we get two references here at the end of at the end of twenty one. The nations will walk in its light, yeah, and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. <clears throat> its gates will never be closed at the end of the day because there is no night there, and all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed. Da, 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 da. And we also get this in the next chapter as well, a reference to nations. We get nations and kings reference here. A question has come in saying, hang on, are there separate nations and kings in this new heaven and new earth? Um, well, the, uh, the, the Greek word nations uh, is the word ethne from which we get ethnic, so forth. Yep. So the point here is that all peoples of the earth, it's not political nations like there are going to be political nations. This is talking about nations in the, in the terms of all different people groups. Okay. The whole diversity, the whole diverse range of humanity uh, is coming here. And, and of course, in a biblical context, this is important because it's not just Jews, it's, every, it's, yes. it's everyone. So when it says kings of the world will enter the city, is that, is that, is that king, is, that, is everybody a king of the world? Uh, or is that some sort of hierarchy going on here? Well, I think that's referring to the fact that, you know, every authority ultimately will bow and come. Um, so... Uh, it's it's kind of all all inclusive, I would say. Okay. And the, you know, kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. So uh, it, it connects with the picture at the beginning. You know, they the, of the elders laying down their crowns. Yes. Um, so it's all authority uh, on earth being kind of given over, as yep. it were. Okay. You know, it's like human beings giving back their autonomy, as it were, giving it back to God declaring that he is Lord overall. Yeah. I think that's something like what's going on here. Okay. Um, we'll get, I think we might even bring that up again in the next chapter as well. But l yeah. lastly, we get um, a final reference here right at the end of this chapter about the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. We've had that in other chapters as well. We've seen that throughout okay, the Book yeah. of Revelation about yeah. the books. There are yeah. books opened. Yeah, in Revelation are, 20. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's records being kept in the books. We get references to different books. A question has come in from a listener saying, hang on, what are these books? Do I need to be worried about the books? Where's my name? Does my name have to be in the book or out of the book? What are the books? Mm. Uh, yeah, so um, it says here in Revelation 20 that the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Uh, so the books are, are the kind of record of our, of our lives. Yep. Uh, and we're accountable uh, for how we live. But it's interesting to note here that those who are saved from condemnation are not those who just measured up really well from all the things recorded in the books, yeah. but those whose names are written in the book of life. Yeah. So this, is that the same as the Lamb's book of life yes, here at the Yes, that's the same okay. as the Lamb's book of life. That's right. So the Lamb's book of life are basically those who we see pictured in the white robes. So they they overcome him by, you know, by the power of the lamb and the word of their testimony. So the robes stand 
for their having been cleansed yes. by the blood of the Lamb, as it talks about the Lamb of God being Jesus Christ. Uh, so those whose names are written in the book of life aren't the ones who did really well because they had a really good record in the other books. Yeah. Uh, because no one, all have sinned, Paul says, and yes. fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the books will show. Uh, will show. Yep. But um, those, whose, those whose names are written in the book of life are those who are, despite that being the case, yeah. are cleansed by having entrusted themselves to Christ. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Does that make sense? You've answered those questions. Yep. Ding. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do the last chapter here in the Bible, chapter 22 yep. of the book of Revelation. It's interesting to note here that, because again, it's that these first sort of five verses are referencing Genesis chapter 1 and 2 again. Um, and it's interesting to note that whereas Genesis 1 and 2 pictures and Genesis 2 in particular pictures a garden, yes. the Garden of Eden, what we have here is a city. Yeah. And because you, you have similar, uh, you have similar symbols. So you've got the tree of life uh, in the garden in the beginning. We yep. see the tree of life Back. Uh, here. It seems in the plural, trees of life. Yes, along the along the edges of the river. Yep. you've got the river because in Genesis two ten, a river flowed from Eden to water the garden. Yeah. Um, but uh, life seems to be restricted here to the tree uh, of life. Um, but here you've got the you've got seems like the whole earth is the Garden of Eden, yep. and you've got this city. So something is added here. So it's not just the same no. uh, as before. There's some kind of uh, development. You've got the present. Uh, now again, um, it depends how you take the city mm. and and. And the city, you know, I've said, I think is symbolic of the people of God. So will there be an actual city? Uh, maybe. You give me a maybe. <laughs> I'll take that no, maybe. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, because because the, the, the level to which this is totally symbolic or where there is some sense that there will be an actual literal uh, city... Yeah. Um, you know, there, there there may be, and I think the point here is this is describing something that is like the original, but a, a really big step upwards. Yeah, because God Himself, the the heavenly realm, the spiritual yeah. realm, has come down and made its home. Yeah, here, here well, well that's I mean, in a sense, that's like the beginning. But I think what you've got here is. Uh, a whole community of God's people, whereas you just yeah. had Adam and Eve at the start. But, uh, Here but, you've got a whole populated earth. So the, yeah. in a sense, the the development is because is that the mandate is in a sense fulfilled because remember God created mankind, gave him authority yes. over, and we see, you know, in verse... Five here, and they will reign forever and ever. Yep. Um, so what we see here is human beings have filled the earth. Yep. It's it is a you know they are subduing the earth here, yes. and and so you've got the whole earth as this kind of Garden of Eden realm here with humanity as it were, a full human community yeah. on the earth. And so there's the hum that's the human They're already side. multiplied in this in that sense. Yeah. So the human set that's the human sense of it. But also for the for the for the Godhead, you know, the difference being that we read in in you know the, in Genesis yeah. that, that God would come, you know, yeah. come, like the God would come and and you know spend just 
you know, the cool of the evening, you know, whatever, in the afternoon, he yeah. would come and spend time with Adam and Eve. And there was a sense of yeah. a separation, even in the perfect moment, even in yeah. the perfect Eden, there was a separation of God and man because, you know, God was away and then he would come and then he was away and then he would come. You know, Adam, where are you? You know, type of yeah. thing. It wasn't Adam and Eve did what they did because, you know, they were able yeah. to f- at least conceive that they could hide from yeah. God. I know you, you sort of, you know... But uh, I'm not, no, I, well, well, I'm not... I'm a little uncomfortable with talking about that as separation because I I do think that was a that was a perfect state and yeah but but well, it's so certain that there is there I think you're right there is certainly a step up in the sense of the description of God's presence yeah well where his home is yeah I mean we don't read about Eden yeah being God's home yeah that's right there's there, yeah there's something still quite conditional about that yeah because in a sense in that state. They haven't really yet chosen. Adam and Eve are still yet to fully make that choice. Yeah. So it's like almost um, it's it's almost like a a preliminary state. But like this an is an innocence. Yeah. This yeah. is now the new heavens and the new earth is populated by people who have made that choice and they are committed. That's that's it's in all, a sense the step it's forward. It's almost here. like a different dispensation of how God deals with no, Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm teasing here. I'm teasing here. So uh, it's it, the the river. I mean, the river of oh, water of life is a very beautiful. rich theme throughout. You know, Psalm forty six. There is a river whose streams make glad. Is it at the end of, of Zechariah or Ezekiel mm-hmm. where it's it talks the about the Ezekiel? Yeah, Ezekiel. Yeah, where we get the river coming out through God's it's presence. One, one of the most beautiful oh. pictures, uh, you know, in in the Bible is the river of Ezekiel that flows. You know, it flows from the uh, the the altar from under the altar in yeah. the temple and it flows to the east yes. and, and he's following it, you know, and at first it's just up to his ankles yes. and then and then he goes and it's up to his knees. And, and it's then, giving life to everything. And it's giving life to everything yeah. along the way. And the interesting thing is, it, this is in Ezekiel 47. I encourage yeah. listeners to read this chapter because it's With just this, amazing. Yeah. Uh, and he follows the river and in the end uh, it, it becomes this river that is so wide that no one could cross, you know, it says here, um, he measured off another thousand. Now that it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim, a river that no one could cross. So, so it's like this, it, you know, it covers everything yeah. in, in a sense here. And interestingly, it talks about it flows down to the east. And if you go from Jerusalem east, you go into very, very arid, you go below sea level yes. down to the Dead Sea. Yes. Now, the thing about the Dead Sea is that it's, well, it's very dead. dead. <laughs> Like it's completely dead. Yeah. Uh, and what this pictures is this river giving life to this complete dead zone and all of the fish, you know, coming to life here and yeah. fruit trees and, and so forth. It's a really stunning picture. And so uh, that's the kind of transformation that's pictured here that you have this river of life being this constant source of life connected with the tree of life, yeah. which, of course, is the source of eternal life in Genesis 2. Now, so bringing that question that we had before, uh, bringing it back to bear here, at the beginning of 22, we have the tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit each crop each month. Yeah, which is because normally it's a yearly crop. Yeah, but the other thing is we have some sort of measure of time and when we think of eternity in heaven we go well that's outside of time but somehow even if john is just using the language that he knows he's talking about a month of time yeah here and then we get the nations mentioned again because the leaves of and it's funny not the fruit but the leaves of these uh the river of the tree of life yeah. were used for medicine 
to heal the nations. Now, hang on, we've got these nations back again, you know, and why would they need healing if they're living in a perfect world? Preventative medicine? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, again, yeah, I mean, um, the, the point here is that they are going to be invulnerable to the kind of death, disease, this kind of... That's the idea here. Yeah. So remember, it was by eating from the tree of life yes. that that human beings would be immortal. So yeah. the idea here is that by... by is that tr that these trees... And again, you know, I think we're... Th this is a, possibly a symbolic uh, picture and, here. And I'm being very literal. Yeah, no, that's okay. And, that, and that's fine. Um, because again, they they are actually preventing it's because there's still this partaking in something that uh, that that prevents um, you know death, disease, and so forth. So it, it was it was remembering Genesis. Yeah. The the Adam and Eve and the trees yeah. plural. There was the tree of the knowledge. Yeah. That's what they ate of, and God had stepped in and said, "Do not, do, we can't let them eat from the tree of life." Yeah, because else, otherwise they'll live forever. Okay, so now this is the tree of life, which will allow yep. humanity to live forever. Yeah, and the nations are coming in and using it as medicine to live forever. Maybe I don't. I'm just wondering out loud with you. How does this fit into the Genesis picture? Uh, well, it fits in 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 the set. It's not that. They're going to be there, and they're going to get sick, and they're going to need healing. Okay. Uh, the idea is that they, you know, God is imparting this invulnerable, immortal state to them. Okay. And which is like a medicine. Which is like a kind of well, it, it's see, we're we're not inherently immortal. It's not in us. Yes. Our life doesn't come from us. Okay. It's imparted by God. This is the point. Yep. And and it's almost this sacramental. Beautiful thing going on here where God imparts he gifts us eternal life okay. and and these symbols are used as like these sacramental elements that impart that to us I love it absolutely love it. I just I think yep. <laughs> I think that's fantastic I'm totally I'm totally happy with that um, now as we, as we wrap up as we wrap up this here in, in the end we have um, this beautiful conversation between uh, again John once again falls yep. at the feet of an angel. Mm. And and uh, you know and, and is wanting to worship the angel again. But but before you just jump ahead, yeah, can sorry. I make one more comment yeah. about uh, verse four? Yeah, uh, they will see his face. Yes. Now this is interesting because of course Exodus thirty three, where Moses says to God, "Show me your glory," and God says, "No one can see my face uh, and live." Um, and uh, you know so you've consistently got this idea like John 1 verse 18 no one has ever seen God but you know the the but the one and only son who is himself God is uh, has made him known uh, and you've got these promises also so there's this sense in this um, in this life that we don't really see God face to face in one sense although it does say of Moses that he spoke with God face to face as a man speaks with his friend but uh, but I I think there's still a sense that that carries about seeing God's face. Yes. You know, this idea that there is still uh, something veiled. You know, Paul says, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. You know, Matthew says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Psalm 11 says, for the Lord is righteous. He lo loves just the upright will see his face. So you've got these... Um, 
these promises of a time where there will be uh, an immediate, unmediate, undiluted sense of the presence of God. And I think yeah. that's what is... Uh, and that actually is the focal point here. Yeah. That's, in a sense, what is so good about heaven. It's actually this. Yeah. It's the immediate presence of... Of God, relationship with yeah, Him. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So it's not. It's not so much. And and I think you know we need to have this attitude, attitude even now that what what is the most desirable thing? Uh, not so much the gifts of God because there are lots of gifts of God here and lots of goodness of God flowing, but actually the focal point here is on the presence of God. And so you know David's longing is fulfilled. One thing I ask, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. So yeah. that's what's fulfilled here. And then you've got, and they will reign forever and ever. So in other words, the position that God originally ordained for them, yeah. now they are in that, perfectly in that position. Yeah. So back to John. Yeah, back to John. Uh, and and Back to John and the yeah. angels. And, and it, yeah. it's great. You know, one of the angels says, everything you've seen is good. The Lord God who inspires his prophets. So he's putting John in, in, yeah. in the pantheon of these prophets. That's right. Uh, has said this is going to happen. Then we hear Jesus speaking, yep. you know, and we hear Jesus a few times here in the in the last chapter yep. speaking again, saying, "By the way, look, I am coming soon." Now, let, let me ask and uh, yeah. pose an implicit question. I think that's important. Yeah. How is this soon? Because yeah. this is written in the nineties AD. Yeah. Jesus says, "I'm coming soon." Yeah. Well, two thousand years later, we're still, uh, we're still waiting. How is that soon? Yeah. Uh, it's important that we understand the word soon in the light of um, this kind of uh, the momentum of salvation history. Like the next, it's soon in the sense that the next great prophetic event is this, yeah. is the return of Christ. Okay. So it's not about so much length of time. It's about this is the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Now, Jesus said, no one knows when. Uh, not even the Son of Man of the angels, but only only God knows. Only well, only the Father knows. Yes. Um, uh, and so soon here represents the fact that this is the next big thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. We don't know when, but it's basically there's this imminence of this. That's it. Uh, that's how we. And even when and that. even when we get him saying again soon, Jesus says here, uh, you know, um, I will come quickly. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't mean. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't yeah. mean quickly, as in from the time this is no, written. That's right. Yeah, it's a quick thing. Like, but when these things happen, yeah, it's, it's all going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, all going to happen. Right. Uh, happen very, very fast. Yeah. I also get the sense. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Matt. That when I read the, when I was reading this again, and listening to this being read, um, you know, this week, I got the overwhelming sense that. You know, and it's not, imp and again, it's not from a word here in the text. And I don't know if I'm wrong in thinking this, but I was thinking, you know, is 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 God, like you said, like there's nothing on the calendar, there's nothing in prophecy as far yeah. as we can see that has to happen for Jesus to come back, for this to be fulfilled. Yeah. But is it, I got the sense that Jesus is waiting for us mm. to, to, to finish the mission. You know, for everybody to hear the gospel, for you know, yeah. the, you know that time to be done. That's right. Well, in Matthew twenty-four, uh, Jesus said, "You know, this gospel will go out to the ends of the earth, and then the end will come." Yeah. So something has to happen before Jesus returns, and that is the uh, the evangelizing of all of the nations. Mm. Uh, and so, well, um, one would think we're getting close, 
but yet there's still some work to be done. Yeah. Um, I got that. I got that feeling. I could, I got that feeling of, you know, Abraham sitting there with God. You know, maybe sitting up there with Jesus, going, "Look, mm. you know, don't go back yet. What about you know, if there's fifty believers, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, sense yeah. of like just yeah, wait. Yeah, interesting thought. Yeah, you know, just wait, wait a bit yeah. longer for more. And referring to. Uh, Genesis 19, yeah. where Abraham intercedes and said, you know, do not destroy for the sake of this many. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a very interesting parallel I, I, there. D- yeah. Again, it's not, it's nothing no, in I, here. No, I, I like it. <laughs> there's nothing in here, but I was just like, because a part of me now, I guess I'm at an age where I'm just like, I, I, I was singing along here going, yeah, come soon. Yeah. Please come. Come, come. You're like, I want him to come. Yeah. I, I, want, I, want, I want this to happen. It, yeah. But then I was like, oh, but. Yeah. But there's right, these yeah. people that I want saved yeah. that aren't saved, and and th- I mean that explains why the soon hasn't been, you know. I mean I've de- defined soon as being the next big event on the prophetic calendar, um, but the reason why it's been so long is because that's how long it's taken for the whole earth to uh, to be covered in terms of the message going everywhere. So. Um, you know, that's still happening, but it's certainly been accelerated in the last 50 years. I mean, uh, greater um, acceleration in the last 50 years than any other comparable time yeah. uh, in history. So, um, you know, uh, I, I I think it, it looks like this is being fulfilled quickly yeah. uh, at the moment. I, now, hope, I hope so. Yeah. Now, interesting verse um, in... Uh, well, from verse 10 it says, Then he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this scroll because the time is near. In other words, people need to know this. Yes. Verse 11 is interesting. Let yeah. the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. And let the holy person continue to be holy. Uh, this, I think, uh, remember we talked about the polarization effect? 100%. Uh, I think 100%. this plays into yeah. that idea yeah. that... That those who are given that way, it's just get, they're going to actually get worse. Yeah. That as we move towards the end, um, it's like God hardening Pharaoh's heart. It's if Jesus, there's hardness there, he's going to harden it more. It's Jesus's parables of the that's wheat right. and the tares. It's, it's the separation of of you know the really dark and the really light. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think that speaks to that polarization effect. Uh, totally, totally. Now we're running out of time. I don't want to go too long on this episode. Yep. We though although we could, I just want to we just want to touch on this last point here. Um, you know, we jump down to verse 18, uh, you know, it says, And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy written in this book, if anyone adds anything Mm. to what is written here, God will add add that person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words in the book of prophecy, God will... Now, this obviously is talking specifically about this book of Revelation. But the fact that it comes in the very, very end yeah. of the entire Bible, yeah. is it, can it be used or should it be used to refer to the whole of, of the revealed Word of God? Yeah, well, I th- the clue uh, to the answer of that question is the way that it mirrors Deuteronomy chapter 4. Because in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2, it says, Do not add to what I command you, do not subtract from it, but keep the... So... So that is a clue that it does actually refer to all of God's revelation, not just right. to this. Yes. Uh, so in a sense, this is this is like the last word. This seals off, um, you know, what this kind of written prophecy. Yes. Um, and, uh, and 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 indeed, this is what this is really the last kind of thing 
this is this is the last moment of revelation that is given to John here, uh, and this is kind of now the book of the covenant. Yep. And uh, in the same way as you know, God said to to Moses, uh, "Do not add, do not subtract from this." Um, this is making that s- same statement in the light of the fact that the book pictures that many false prophets will come. Yes, yes. And will want to add this and add that, you know, yeah. uh, you know they'll want to take this away and add this. No, no, you know, this, is, uh, this has got to remain pure and undiluted and, um, and don't change this stuff. Yeah. Don't mess with this stuff. Yeah. It's such, and it's such a beautiful. I mean, the last couple of verses there, Jesus has the final final word there. He says, "Yes, I'm coming soon." You know, "Amen, come, Lord Jesus." And then the mm. final verses, "May the," and this is a great verse for the whole church to carry on. Yep. You know, "May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people." Man. That's right. You know, that's. How I, I mean, I, I love the fact that grace, because ultimately, yes, it's by grace that we are saved through faith, and. You know, this in the end, you know, because I know that for a lot of people, oh, there's these frightening visions of heaven and hell and, and the, the, you know, uh, pe- us being judged by the things written in the books. And, you know, you can kind of tremble at, at that. Well, I think we should be, um, this should sober us up. But ultimately, what this is telling us is that we can be forgiven, given complete amnesty and completely forgiven by grace, not by anything that we do but by the grace of Jesus Christ. And if we give ourselves over to Christ, if we trust in Christ, then we will ultimately be saved and we become citizens of heaven and we will enjoy eternity together with God in a new heavens and a new earth. There you have it. The book of Revelation. Let it be sealed up and let it be done. We've uh, we've wrapped it all. Actually, you know, it says not to seal up the book of Revelation, so I totally recant of that at the end. <laughs> at the end of this episode, we're saying that we have finished our for now. We have finished our look into the book of Revelation. As always, I just hope and pray it was as encouraging to you as it was to Matthew and I going through it. It's been such a blessed time going through this book at this period of time. Let me encourage you to get in contact with us over at thrivetoday.tv. It's our uh, home on the web, thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us there. You can uh, donate to the cause. You can be part of the family. You can read more information about us and uh, listen to all the previous episodes so happy with the way that the website is coming on. If you've got any suggestions for us or any questions about what we've uh, been covering, please keep on you know, heading over to that website. Well, until next fortnight, we'll see you then. It's been DJ and Matt for Thrive Deeper. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Matthew and DJ really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading in the Bible as you go through it with Thrive. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all of our resources and much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now. Visit ratethispodcast.com slash thrivedeeper. 
If you appreciate what we do and want to help us reach more people, go to ratethispodcast.com slash thrive deeper. Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper into God's word and thrive. This was another DJP.FM production.